and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about dabbling in self-improvement 30 days at a time. We are in the final week of our month-long focus on getting enough sleep and taking a closer look at our routines. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being, trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my much more disciplined friend, Jenny. And you've converted me, Peg. I am now much more disciplined about getting more sleep. So thank you for that. Yay. That's, that's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. I will do my best to whip our guinea Peg into shape and hold her accountable to habit changes that she will undertake one month at a time. I'll be playing along too, and as we take on a new habit each month, we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall, your own best self. This month's challenge has been all about sleep and routines. We have been focusing on getting more sleep as well as getting back into our healthy routines. We have challenged ourselves and you to set and stick to a bedtime and wake up time. We also have been taking a closer look at our morning and bedtime routines and talking about the ways in which we can optimize them to improve our sleep and our days. We are now in the final week of our challenge and this week we are going to talk about the things that throw us off like jet lag and what to do about naps. So overall, what did you think of the focus on sleep and routines this month, this month, Jenny? I'm really glad that we did this one. I don't, I didn't think that sleep was an issue for me. I thought I was doing great with sleep and I, um, I, I, I had like a fairly consistent bedtime and wake up time and I felt like overall I functioned pretty well. But with this closer observation of this month, I have realized that I don't get as much sleep as I thought. And I have seen some real benefits in dedicating myself to upping my average amount per night. I challenged myself to get an extra hour per night. And overall, I had pretty, I would say, moderate success with this challenge. I was definitely uh, more apt to get rest if I was feeling like perhaps I was coming down with something, which I mean, this time of year common. Um, and I was finding myself that I wasn't pushing through as much. I was giving in to rest, which was so refreshing because I don't think I realized how much I was always just kind of pushing through and, you know, staying up late, waking up early. It's been really nice to actually, and what I've been doing more of is because my bedtime was fairly consistent. Sometimes I'll go to bed a little earlier, but was sleeping in a little bit later and just making sure at night that I was more prepared for the next day so that I could get a little bit more sleep. How about you? You got lots of sleep. Yeah, I did. Well, first of all, I'm glad to hear that you're getting more sleep. That's great. Um, yeah, I have less eye twitches now. <laughs> awesome. So for yeah. me, uh, for most of this challenge, I've been fighting off sickness. And so yeah. I was definitely sleeping more because... Uh, mostly out of necessity rather than because I was following a new specific routine related to our challenge. I but, think you technically were hibernating. <laughs> yeah, I turned into a bear and I've been in my bed pretty much nonstop for a month. But yeah. um, I'm still not quite back to 100 out of 100. But as I get closer, I'm realizing how important the extra sleep has been these last few weeks in helping my body to recover. So I'm grateful for the opportunity that I had to be able to sleep more. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I'll mention about the challenge um, – uh, is that because it's been topical for us, even though I've been sleeping more just to get over the sickness, the one thing the challenge did help me a lot with was recognizing that because John has such a strange schedule with him getting up so early that I've been making more of an effort to encourage him to go to bed sooner. So he's actually getting more sleep. So that's good. That's great. 
Um, we want to talk a little bit about jet lag this week. So this is something that you just uh, potentially have experienced when you were had a little trip for work last week. Yes. Um, for even those who normally sleep well, nothing can disrupt sleep like travel. Our circadian rhythms didn't evolve with jet planes and air travel in mind. So if you've flown long distances, you've almost certainly experienced jet lag at some point. Jet travels so fast that they leave your body rhythms behind. So here's some tips to fight off jet lag. Number one, knowing the time zone where you're going, you can slowly start shifting your sleep schedule as you prep for the trip. You can shift about an hour per night. Now, this is something that you can do absolutely. But if you're going to the other side of the world and it's going to be like a 16 hour difference, then your your boss maybe might not let you skip work because you're shifting your sleep schedule. So you might have to just kind of do what you can do here. But if it's a couple of hours one way or the other, this is a great thing that you can do is start shifting your sleep so that you're getting prepped for what is the time zone going to be where you're going. Smart idea. And when I was away, it was only an hour off. So there wasn't much of a difference, thankfully. Number two is use melatonin supplements. We have discussed in previous episodes how melatonin is the hormone released by your brain that lets your body know that it's time to sleep. You can take the supplement, which will help your body get the message that it's time for sleep, even when your quote unquote home circadian rhythm is telling you it's not time yet. All right, so you can use light to help you to adjust to the new time as well. Uh, In this month's book, The Sleep Revolution by Ariana Huffington, which we we, uh, talked about last episode, Ariana Huffington describes the technique of using light therapy during your trip to reset your circadian rhythm. So basically getting at least 15 minutes of direct sunlight when you wake up in the morning in your new time zone to get your body back onto a natural sleep schedule. So that's a way that you can kind of overcome those uh, symptoms associated with jet, jet lag. Great idea. Number four. In fact, there are a number of jet lag calculator apps that you can download, which this is amazing, that will help you regulate your melatonin and light usage or avoidance based on the time zone you're going to and your departure and arrival time, which is that's pretty amazing. It's pretty awesome. I looked up in the app store on just on my phone today, and there was probably seven apps that had to do with jet lag. And it showed you how to shift your schedules for sleeping and light. It was really cool. So that's if wild. this is if you find that jet lag is a thing for you, there's an app for that. So check it out in the app store, just type in jet lag or jet lag calculator and you'll find them. I wonder what would have happened if I put that in For the one hour, it would be like, just stop it. You're fine. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. Number five, keep your sleep rituals that help you at home and use them when you are away. So in the last few episodes, we've talked about some of our uh, sleep hygiene and sleep rituals. Um, And so some of those things that we talked about were charge your phone in the bathroom or in another room if you're in a hotel room away from home. Make sure that your sleeping room is dark. Take a warm shower or bath before bed if that's part of your sleep ritual at home and have your specific sleeping clothes because those are a cue for your body that's time to sleep. And then again, as always, instead of looking at screens, it's better to read a book or to do something that maybe meditate or do some stretching, something without a screen. This reminds me of something funny I saw and it was uh, treat yourself like a toddler. Oh, cool. Like as an adult and it was like talking about these kinds of things, right? Like especially in regards to sleep is take care of yourself in a way like that someone would take care of a toddler. 
I love that. It was funny. Speaking of which, napping. Yes. It's not just for babies. Studies show that an afternoon nap is great for adults too. There's no need to feel lazy for indulging in daytime sleep. A short nap in the mid-afternoon can boost memory, improve job performance, lift your mood, make you more alert, and ease stress. I am not a good napper. I wake up super grumps. So maybe we'll we'll talk about this in the maybe next. Maybe it's too long. Yeah, I think maybe it, that might be the case. We'll we'll get to that in in this list. Uh, here's some benefits of napping. Uh, it's good for your memory. A nap can help you remember things that you learned earlier in the day as much as a full night's sleep. Napping works to keep you from forgetting things like motor skills, sense perception, and verbal recall as well. Or like when your kid wakes up and says, "You said we could have ice cream." <laughs> Number two, do you need to be more alert? Nap. If you start to feel a bit sleepy right after lunch, you're not alone. The post-lunch struggle is real. A 20-minute nap can help you battle heavy eyelids. A nap may lift your mood. If you're feeling down, try taking a nap to lift your spirits. Napping or even just resting for an hour without falling asleep can brighten your outlook. Experts say relaxation that comes from lying down and resting is a mood booster, whether you fall asleep or not. My dad was telling me this on the weekend that he naps without falling asleep. Oh, so he's just taking a little, a little rest. Yeah. And he claims that it's as rejuvenating as a nap. Cool. This is coming from the man who also sleeps with his eyes open. So he might technically be asleep. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) So number four, small naps bring big benefits. A nap as short as 10 minutes can be beneficial, but keep your nap to 30 minutes or less so that you don't wake up feeling more tired. That grogginess you can feel after a nap is called sleep inertia. The longer you nap, the more likely you are to have that feeling. The worse it is, the more time you'll need to wake up and transition to work. So is that what you're describing before when you said that you feel groggy after a nap? I think so. So maybe you just need to have like a little 10 minute power nap. I think so. I think like I would fall asleep and like, especially when you don't really intend to fall asleep. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where it kind of just happens. Gotcha. Naps are better than caffeine. If you're feeling tired, but have work or studying to get done, you may be better off taking a nap than sipping a coffee. Compared to caffeine, napping can bring better memory and learning. So number six, when should you nap to get the benefits out of a nap? You need to really make sure you're timing it right. Most people find that an afternoon snooze to be the most natural and helpful. Some say that sleep is better between 2 and 3 p.m. when humans naturally have a dip in alertness. The time that works best for you will depend on how rested you are to begin with. If you are well rested, a slightly later nap is better. If you're behind on sleep, you'll want a nap earlier. And I don't know if you notice this, but my parents are nappers now. Yeah. I don't know if it's like an age thing, but like they'll either like come home from work or, you know, for the ones that are retired, they'll, you know, kind of in the afternoon consistently have a little snooze. Cool. Well, I think they're onto something. So Ariana Huffington, who is the author of the book that we read this month called The Sleep Revolution, she is all about the naps. So she has built this big company called the Huffington Post. And to make sure her staff gets the rest they need, there are two nap rooms at the Huffington Post. Employees sign up in advance for one hour nap times and the rooms are always full. So this is what she said when she was being interviewed about it. I think it's a great thing to have in the office. Ultimately at work, the most important thing is our energy. It's not exactly how many hours we are sitting at our desks, but how present we are when we're there. Like that workspace must be interesting because yeah. we, I think probably it's still pretty 
standard that people would consider somebody sleeping at work to be not cool or lazy or whatever. It's pretty neat that Ariana Huffington has created this space that shows increased performance when people have a nap during the day. So it's kind of neat. And I've seen that too, those places where they'll have like um, nap capsules and it's a capsule that you go in and it has white noise and it's very comfortable and it's just a nice temperature and they will, I've seen them like for sale for workplaces to buy, but there's also places where you can go and like buy time in one of these nap capsules. Cool. Interesting. Cool, cool. Now it is time for a segment where we dig a little deeper into our personalities called Who Are You Anyway? We will take a question and each give our perspective on the topic with the goal of understanding ourselves a little better. This week's Who Are You Anyway? question is, does your routine get thrown off on the weekend or holiday time? And do you kind of like it being thrown off? Uh What do you think? Well, I would say that my routine is definitely different on the weekends and holidays, but it's less about my sleep. So we've discussed that I get a lot of sleep and my sleep is probably the same during the week as it is on the weekend in terms of hours and timing. Um, but it's more about the fact that John is around on weekends and holidays in the morning. And so my usual morning routine of meditation and then email and coffee turns into he and I hanging out or sitting in the hot tub or drinking coffee and just making plans or getting groceries or going on some adventures. So I definitely like the switch up. I like my habits and my routine during the week, but there's something Mm -hmm. cool about weekends and holidays to do something different. Um, I hear you. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, my routine is definitely different on the weekend. And I notice that the habits that are really locked into my routine of getting up for work are more challenging to keep up when I'm not in that specific Monday to Friday routine. Same thing goes for the holidays. I really have to focus on keeping those habits that I want to keep them up. I got to keep finding a way to do it, like such as the meditation, journaling, and also exercise. Those kind of get... um, strewn throughout the day and I'll just kind of do them when I get a chance rather than the way I do them through the week when they're um paired with other things sure, yeah uh but I I really like it being thrown off because as I've said before I get really kind of freaked out by every day feeling the same um so I like the break from routine and then I like it when things have kind of been out of sorts getting back into routine so oh, yeah I like that too Um, And speaking of routines, uh, in episode 31, we promised that this episode, we'd be talking about the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, which was our, we were very ambitious and decided to do two books this month. Uh, What were we, we thinking? Yeah, I'm not sure what we were thinking. So life happens and we really didn't do anything with this book. So we aren't ruling it out for future. And everything we know about this book is that it will help you to have a better morning routine. So please... Could you do this for us and let us know if you've read this book, <laughs> what you thought, and uh, and give us your best review on The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod because Jenny and I didn't get to it. So uh, yeah, maybe maybe in a future a future challenge. If we focus on sleep again sometime, maybe we'll look into it. Sounds good. I like it. Yeah. Every week we ask you to play along with us like how we just asked you to read a book for us. Um, And we are so excited that a lot of you are playing along with us as we do these challenges. And we're so excited that a lot of you are even telling us about it. We are always so glad to hear what you think about the podcast. And we are very curious to hear how you are doing when it comes to our monthly habit challenges. After we discussed our 19 for 19 lists, which are a list of our goals for 2019. And if you're interested, you can check out my list by going to the link that I'll put in the show notes. Um, After we discussed this list, our listener, Will, sent me a message to let me know what happened in his household after his wife listened in. 
He said, Sheila wrote me a list of 19 things that I should do this year. Ha ha. I think she missed the point of the exercise. I texted him back and let him know that she might be on to something and that I should make John a list. I got to say, I don't think that's how it works. (laughs) It's pretty awesome, though. Mad props to Sheila. That's right, Sheila. Good job. And then our listener, Trisha, let us know, this week I have been enjoying your podcast whilst doing my busy work. I'm enjoying the many tips and uplifting and encouraging commentary. Keep up the good work. How cool is that? That's awesome. That was very nice. Thanks, Trisha. Trisha. That was Um, great. In episode 29, Jenny and I shared what our theme word for 2019 would be. Jenny picked recreation or recreation, depending on uh, Mm -hmm. how we were talking about it. And I picked the word intentional. In our Facebook group, our listener Vanessa shared the following. My 2019 word is harmony. I feel like I'm too excitable all the time. So I am wishing for a calm, harmonious life that is balanced. Nice. Thanks so much for sharing that, Vanessa. I wish you harmony in 2019 as well. That's a great word. That is a good one. So we want to hear from you. We love getting these comments and we definitely want to know what you think of the podcast. Share what you've been working on with your habits and ask us questions or just say hello. (laughs) Send us an email to the improvement project at drpeggymalone.com or come say hi on the socials. You can find Peggy on Instagram at drpeggymalone and I'm on Twitter at jkouse. You can also get our attention by using the hashtag the improvement project. And fun fact about my Twitter, if you want to see how much I love parallel parking, visit my Twitter where I post some of my more fantastic parallel parks. Bizarre. (laughs) Uh, Love it. Anywho. And now it is time for What Are You Digging Lately? This segment is one that may or may not be related to our monthly theme. Peggy and I like to talk to each other about what podcasts we've been listening to or what books we've been reading or what random internet hilarity we have found and we feel like you might find it fun too. So each week, each of us will share something fun that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. So this, uh, I'm going to go first. And this past weekend, I met with my friend Cynthia in Stratford for the night. We got a hotel room, we went out for dinner, we drank some wine, and we just had awesome chats and girl time. So she and I do do this thing where we do a weekly accountability call to keep each other on track with our goals for the next 90 days, and then the next six months, and then the next year. And, um, and a couple of times a year, we meet in person to do a little mastermind and just have fun. So it's a, it's a fun way to add in another layer of accountability. And it also gave her a chance to have a night away from her busy life of her husband and her three kidlets. And, um, so I highly recommend this to people to do some masterminding with a like-minded friend. So I do this with Jenny every week on the podcast. I do this Mm -hmm. with my friend, Cynthia, and just both of those things are adding in that like masterminding with another woman that's motivated to be better and do better. And it just helps me to feel, I guess, supported, but also motivated to keep on going. It's also fun to have some fun girlfriend time. Absolutely. I think that's great. And the funny part is for 2018, this was one of my things was to find someone to have, and you know, you and I had been talking about it, but a mastermind and I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted from it, but I realized that this is what it evolved into for us sure. is having someone to, uh, to chat about with these things. So that worked out great. So, okay. In terms of my, I'm digging, I'm digging two websites. Do you think I should just pick one? Sure. Just pick one, save one for the next digging. Ah, okay. <laughs> I'm 
Okay. So I don't know why, but I somehow get drawn into these uh, websites that are for millennial women, even though I'm really kind of technically on the cusp. Um, as long as you're under 40, you're still sort of a millennial. So I think okay. you're, I think you're there. I think you're still there. Well, and it seems especially focused on like, <laughs> like women who are like single and 20 and live in New York city. Um, <laughs> that's not you, but they're <laughs> incredible websites. So the one that I've come across is, so it's a website, but it's also a YouTube channel and it's called the financial diet. Oh. And it, this is one that, because part of my thing that I do when I'm on the treadmill is that's my time that I can watch YouTube videos. And I came across these videos by this website called the financial diet and they're fantastic. So there's one of like the main women, I think her name's, it's either Chelsea or Courtney. I don't know. It's one of those, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Okay. Um, Chelsea, Chelsea is her name and she's lovely and she gives uh, financial advice and really kind of practical tips. Uh, the things that people can do with their finances. And it's not just kind of these basic things like she gets into talking about investing. And um, I wouldn't say like, I would say I'm good with money, but I wouldn't say I'm super savvy with a lot of these things. So it's very cool to watch this and hear her talk about it. And they're very uh, entertaining videos as well. Um, So that's what I'm liking is this the financial diet. And that was one of my things on my 18 for 18 last year was to get more serious about my investing, which I ended up doing with figuring out how much I needed to be putting aside each month. And I had felt badly that I hadn't really been doing this in more of a intentional way, nice. but it's something that I finally got to, I think, in, I don't know if it was November, December, um, by a colleague who we got talking about it because finances are one of those things we don't talk a lot. It's true. About. You're right. Um, so that's why I'm really liking, um, this YouTube channel called the financial diet, because they talk about a lot of really cool, um, you know, very practical financial tips. So awesome. I'll totally check it out because one of my 19 for 2019 is to be more on top of my finances and my spending and saving and investing. So I'll check it out. Yeah. We'll put a link uh, in the show notes for sure. It's pretty cool. It's thefinancialdiet.com. And there's also a YouTube channel. Great little videos. I like the ones especially that feature this Chelsea. She just, yeah, it's very cool. And it's, you know what it is too? It's a lot of like what we're talking about, like routines, habits. She talks a lot about like cooking. It's cool. I think you might like it. Okay. I'll check it out. All right. Now it's time for you win or you learn. Each week, Jenny and I will trade off during the segment to let you know where we did something right and there is cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits or they may just be celebrations or bumps in the road in our everyday lives. So I'm up for the win this week. And when I was very sick, uh, we did a lot of picking up food or ordering in because I just didn't have much of an appetite or much motivation or uh, any kind of energy at all to plan or shop or cook. So today, John and I sat down and we planned all of our meals for the coming week and we went out and we got all the groceries and we are back on track. So it feels good and it's definitely a win. It's so good to get back to normal after you've been sick. Doesn't it feel amazing? Yeah, it feels good. You just for appreciate sure. it so much more. Yes, I, I'm not taking for granted this healthy body that I have. And um, yeah. it's a, that's another reason why I want to get back on track with making sure I'm eating healthy too. For sure. Okay, so I have the learn and mine is also food related. <laughs> 
mine involves air travel. And uh, I accidentally took a tuna sandwich on a plane. <laughs> of course I thought, <laughs> I thought it was turkey. I went to this cute little deli at the airport, and my flight was at 5.15, and I thought, I'm not sure what the options are going to be for food on the plane. They At this restaurant, they had these adorable little bagged lunches with chips and a little sandwich, like cookie. Like, it was... If you'd seen it, it was precious. Okay. There was a little handle. It was sealed. And I picked the one that said turkey. Okay. I brought it on the plane. I, you know, 20 minutes into the flight, once we had reached our cruising altitude, I was like, I'm going to have my little snack here. And I opened it up and it was instantly apparent that it was tuna and not <laughs> turkey. And... There was a woman and her mother sitting beside me and she instantly just put her head down and looked the other way and I could see her back shaking like she was laughing <laughs> because it's sm- like it like tuna is great but in a confined space yeah. like an airplane and I could tell the gentleman like just across the aisle from me was having the same reaction and I felt so bad but I was also super hungry um so I was doing the I was taking a bite and then shoving it back into the bag and like sealing it shut. And you know how I don't like to really eat sweets? Yeah. I so I instead of eating the sandwich because I felt horrible, I took out the chips and I just started eating the chips. And then even though I don't like eating sweets, I ate the cookie and instantly felt like garbage. Oh, no. Was so mad at myself. And then you know, maybe an hour later in the flight, this woman beside me and her mother got up and they both went to back to the back of the plane to use the washroom. I've never eaten a tuna sandwich so fast in my life. I pretty much <laughs> bag. I opened up the bag and kind of just put my face over it and like turned away so that no one could see me. And it was on a baguette, which is not always the easiest thing to oh my eat, but I just, I hammered that thing down, but I felt so bad. I'm like, who does that? Who does that? Oh, I love a tuna sandwich. I probably would not love the person next to me on an airplane eating one, though. (laughs) Well, and then it gets worse. Do you know what I mean by these water bottles that are flat? Like they're collapsible? Yeah. You can buy them at outdoor stores. Yeah, I've seen them. Okay. So I don't like it when you're on a plane and they only give you a little bit of water. Okay. Like I want to drink a lot of water on a plane. So I bring my, my own water bottle and then I bring this backup collapsible water bottle and I fill them both. Okay. So I'm on the plane and it's dark because we're flying at night. So I take my collapsible water bottle and I'm refilling my regular water bottle that I drink out of, but I can't see what I'm doing. And I completely overfilled my water bottle and there was like water everywhere, all over the little like tray table. And this woman, I could feel her eyes on me. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, do you ever leave your home? And so I had to like use my hand like a squeegee and like get all the water off and my pant leg was soaked it was just yeah oh, that was an eventful flight jenny <laughs> i loved it though because i live for stupid stuff like this like <laughs> i live for it it's like the seinfeldness of life wow right? yeah and then the best part was at the beginning of the flight, I pull out like a Lysol wipe and I'm cleaning off everything. So she must be like, where are your standards? Because you <laughs> seem like you care, but then you're getting also mixed the messages. worst. <laughs> yeah. And I can guarantee you she's somewhere saying, I sat beside the weirdest chick on this flight to <laughs> Houston. Anywho, 
Love Let's it. talk about next week. I Let's love it. Let's move on from my, because I have a list in my phone of ridiculous things that happened on my trip that make me laugh. So, because sometimes you just got to focus on that kind of stuff because I live for it. It's the best. It's good that you can find entertainment in the silly stuff that you do, even if no one else is there to witness it, other than strangers that are talking about it in their lives. Yes. Well, and in front of three of the five members of our executive team at work, I rode a suitcase down a ramp and fell off of it. (laughs) Yes. Anywho, anywho, moving on. (laughs) It was great. Totally worth it. Next week. Next Next week, week. we're going to be kicking off our next challenge, which is going to be centered around gratitude. Oh, nice. Awesome. So thankful for that. Me too. All right. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. We would love to hear if you joined us in our focus on sleep and routines this month. And if so, how did it go for you? Get in touch. Our email address is theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at jakehouse, and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag theimprovementproject. You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and even show them how to listen to a podcast because some people might not know. Also, subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. We also have a Facebook group. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. They unpacked my Marie Kondo style pack suitcase for me. And then you had to like, just have a messy suitcase? No, I stayed there and refolded that sucker. (laughs) I put on a clinic. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And Um, then I stood there and refolded everybody else's suitcase. And I missed my flight to Texas. (laughs)